This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast. With news, previews, and interviews about the club we love the most. And new episodes every single week. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk episode 41. We're here today after a game against Cheltenham that was definitely not good for the blood pressure. Uh, a fantastic 3-2 win and, you know, just, just one of those wins where you come away from it thinking, thank God that we've won that game. Um, joined today by three great lads. One of them is just disconnected somehow, so we'll see if he makes it back in. Uh, but the two that are still here right this second are Jamie Page and Vic Singh. Uh, Jamie, first off, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Callum's done a Jamie. So, uh, yeah, it, there's no more Mickey taking that he can do in the group chat. <laughs> yeah, last week, I don't know if anyone noticed, but Jamie vanished with about two minutes to go because his phone died, which is quite entertaining. And we've also got Vic Singh, who for the first time I think ever recorded on here, has got a fantastic internet connection. Uh, Vic, <laughs> how are you doing? I'm all good, Jake. I'm all good. How are you guys? <laughs> doing really good, thank you, especially after yesterday. And I guess to kick things off straight off the bat, I mean, we've got to talk about probably the best goal I've seen from a Derby player in a really, really long time. I mean, what a strike it was by Max Bird. Jamie, you saw him shape up for it. You thought, you know, he's got a chance here. And he goes and smashes it right into the top corner. Yeah. And I think you'd much rather Max Bird from... Callum's back. Um, <laughs> you'd, much, you'd much rather Max Bird from 40 yards than two yards. It's so strange. He just looks so much better further out from goal. But yeah, like you say, it, it fell so nicely for him. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll we'll score a better goal all season. Um, maybe for a couple of years, it was uh, it was an ex- excellent shot, excellent goal, and and well deserved. Um, I think Max, as we've said in previous pods, he's gone under the radar a bit. He's the captain of this team that's gone on this run. Um, so yeah, I couldn't think of anybody else who I'd much rather score from from forty yards. Yeah, and that, you sent me that horrible message of, of Captain's Bird, Captain Bird's Eye and other puns like that the other day, which uh, not a fan of. You just reminded me of there. Um, and Callum, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> Callum's made his way back into the studio. Um, that Max Bird goal, I mean, as Jamie said, you, you'd fancy Max Bird from that distance much more than you'd fancy him from, from close range. I think uh, Chris Lorne on Twitter put a brilliant, um, compilation on earlier and every single goal he scores is from about 30 yards, left foot, right foot, you name it. And it's certainly a skill in itself, isn't it? it I mean, like you said, it, it is a player that uh, just seems to pull out worldies. Um, he, I think, I can't remember which uh, game it was, but it was at Pride Park and he put it in the far left-hand corner um, from about 25 yards Stoke. out. So, he, yeah, I think it was... Stoke or something like that, yeah. But um, but yeah, he seems to know uh, how to find uh, a shot from that that distance. And I think the biggest thing was for me that he he only had that thought in his mind, um, which is great because we need some more goals from him, um, especially being uh, part of that midfield too. And both him, him and uh, Horahan obviously getting on the score sheets massive for us because Paul Warren loves his midfielders contributing. Um, so to see that the first thing that is obviously came to his mind that as soon as the ball came out to him on the edge of the box was to just hit the thing and the technique behind it. I think there's a, a fan um, yeah, view yeah, from yeah, behind goal the hanger. goal. Yeah. That goal hang- just, just whistles obviously uh, towards the top corner. And uh, so, yeah, so no goal of the season. I don't know whether we'll have any more good ones than that, but, uh, but it's definitely going to be up there. Yeah, I think it definitely will. And yeah, goal hanger Adam, who's uh, often on this podcast, got a great video. If you haven't seen it already, I'd recommend go checking that out on his Twitter page because it is some view. And uh, someone else other than me that was there yesterday and shared that brilliant view of that brilliant goal, Vic. When you look at the technique of the strike, the way the ball sort of curves towards the centre of the goal before arcing back out into that top corner, I can't think of many players at Derby or even in League One that could do that. Yeah, and this is why everybody rates Max Bird. They say he's a special talent and that goal proved it. The way, even from our angle, so the way he just curled in like that, it was just phenomenal. You won't see a goal like that. It kind of reminded me a bit like, you know, when Matt Oakley scored that goal against West Bram at Pride Park. A bit similar to that. Like a nice little ping from a midfield player. It's just nice to see... Bird adding goals to his game. I think that was the only thing that was probably missing from his overall performances. So you could say he's working towards becoming that complete midfielder. And if he can score goals like that, there's no reason why we can't stay in the top six and push further than that. Well, let's hope so. And yeah, we'll get onto that midfield three later on in the episode. But something I wanted to talk to all of you about is the new mentality that we've got under Paul Warren. I mean, we went 1-0 down. I don't know if it was within one minute, two minutes. It was. It was very, very early on. Um, and I know anyone that was there would know about the, uh, I was going to call it a concourse. It's not the shed in the corner that sold drinks. Um, <laughs> there were so many people that hadn't made their way back and turned around and the ball's in the back of our net. Um, 
But the mentality to go and grab two more goals, Jamie, within literal minutes, I think it was 12 minutes in where we were 2-1 up from 1-0 down, it shows a real shift in mentality because I can remember Derby teams in recent years that would have just rolled over and given up. Yeah, I mean, there's there's typical Derby in there that the, the league's lowest scorers go and score within a couple of seconds against us. I think, you know, we're, we're still, we've still got a little bit of that in us. But yeah, like you say there, I think there's there's probably been occasions um, over previous seasons where, it would, you know, that would have gone until half time and then we'd come out again after the half and, and maybe it would taken us 20 odd minutes to get into the game. But um, it almost feels now that we can we can concede um, and we can go on and, and be threat, you know, be a threat um, at the other end. I was a little bit worried when I saw they, you know, for a few for a few seconds until we scored that that they scored because I thought, how's that going to affect our team? Because we, we've obviously not conceded in so long, um, and obviously uh, did the the you know the the preview show earlier in the week, and Mark um, from BBC Radio Gloucestershire said. You know, it's a tough place to go. They like to to really kind of frustrate people, and, and that's what they'll try and do to Derby. And that's what I thought potentially would happen. But yeah, to get back in the game, it's a credit to to Warren and his staff. It just seems like these players are just so geared to grind out results, whether that be at home or away. Um, and yeah, we've made that that special number seventeen, and hoping to uh, continue that. You know, big game next. Who knows? But yeah, really, really good under Warren. And I think um, David Klaus made, I keep seeing it on, on Twitter and social media that that David Klaus made the right decision. And I think we can all agree that that he did. Yeah, I think he definitely did. And and on the preview show, I enjoyed it quite a lot. And yeah, gave a lot of insight onto, onto Cheltenham, which I wouldn't have known otherwise. So if you guys are interested in our, our future opponents, then, uh, yeah, make sure to check out the preview show, which will come out every week beforehand. So, yeah, just a bit of plug-in mid-episode plug there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Callum, uh, Jamie mentioned there, Cheltenham's a tough place to go. Um, we saw, you know, the ground is is very, very close to the pitch. Um, when you were stood right at the front, you were basically on the pitch. Uh, it can be intimidating when they scored. You know, it was loud. The, the fans really got behind their team. And I think, again they got that goal late on to make it, you know, 3-2 and we really had to defend. And I think, do you reckon that that's another thing that Paul Warren's added to this team, that that steeliness to to hold on to a lead when they need to? Yeah, and especially it's been away from home, which for us um, has been the Achilles heel to Derby for one, two, three, four seasons. So the fact that he's, we went down quite early on away from home at a, a ground that, um, as, as Jamie said, is difficult to go to, um, let alone concede early on. Um, it's shown the resilience within the squad that, you know what, yes, we've gone 1-0 down, we can easily put two or three past these. And the fact that we got them the reply really quickly um, and then went straight ahead, it just seemed to deflate them um, from just watching, obviously, the the replays and stuff from the highlights and stuff that it just seemed to knock them for confidence because they've gone one and up and we've come straight back and gone two one up. So, um, yes, going forwards, do I want to be one nil down starting a game in within one or two minutes? No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take going two, three nil up. But it does show, like Jamie uh, was alluding to, that 
we're not as worried uh, as we were in past seasons. Um, so it just depends on, on going from there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think a real big part of that, Vic, um, is a player that no one would have expected him to be playing the way he's playing in the position that he's playing. And obviously that's Louis Sibley. And I was having a look at the stats yesterday and Louis Sibley won more tackles with five and won more duels with 10 than any other player on the pitch. You know, he's playing at left back in League One and he's smashing it, isn't he? I think he's found his uh, his position, his home at Derby now, because he's played all over the place and never really got settled. But when you look at him playing at left back, he's he's composed. Um, one thing he's changed is not actually going to tackles quite rashly. He's always getting booked every other week. Now I think Warren's worked with that on. He's worked with him on it, um, and he he sort of moulded him into a Warren type player, which is marauding forward when we're on the attack. Um, but Sibley's got the pace to get back and do his defensive duties as well. I mean, you never would have expected it at the start of the season. But like I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, or don't try and fix it. And Sibley has surprised a lot, including myself. Yeah, and I think it's testament to him as well that, you know, we brought in Hayden Roberts to be our first choice left back and he can't even get a look in now. And the person that's keeping it out is the attacking midfielder that can't tackle, who all of a sudden is a left back that can. So, yeah, I think that's that's another impressive thing that Warren's done. I think it's a lot of credit has to go to Louis as well because he could quite easily have just gone, yeah, I'll, I'll play there and then just, you know, not really put everything in. He's playing out of position. But no, he's put 100% in at all times and he's given it his all and he's, he's you know, reaping the rewards of that now. So, yeah, long may that continue. And even if we bring someone in um, in January, I hope that, you know, he still gets the chance to keep his place and makes whoever comes in fight for it and now something i didn't want to tell you guys before we started recording this uh because i think that there are a lot of parallels with the max birds conor horahan jason knight midfield to a favorite midfield of my lifetime uh and that's the the hughes bryson thorn with hughes obviously being horahan bryson being uh, jason knight and thorn being max birds now, Jamie, uh, you know, you can you can draw very obvious parallels between each player. You know, one's the really technical one. One runs around like a madman and one controls the game and seems to, you know, have limitless time on the ball. Uh, what do you think? Is this midfield three the most balanced we've had since those days? Yeah, potentially. But I think that shows you that we haven't had a, a midfield probably since them three, to be honest. I mean... Um... <laughs> Yeah, Hughes, Bryson, Thorne. I mean, that that season was was terrific, and uh, like you say, there I think um, they all complemented each other really well. I think we're starting to see this three um, kind of flourish. I really like the balance in there. I think it's probably a bit too soon to um, to compare those guys because I mean, I look at that and I think, who would I rather have out of all out of those all of those six, and I'd pick those three right there. I'd pick Hughes, <laughs> Price, and Thorn. So it's relative. Well, I wouldn't pick Thorn nowadays. No offense, George. Well, that's but, true. Yeah, he's had, he's had a couple of injuries. Maybe not Bryson either, but yeah, back in their prime, they were they were back in their prime. Yeah, 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 that's it. But no, I, I I get what you're saying, and I think um, especially in those in that forward kind of six area, I think we know now what our strongest team is, and I think we've probably not had that in you know, the past two, three, four, ten seasons, to be honest. So um, I, I definitely see what, what you're kind of saying there. And I, I, we spoke about it in the 
in the group chat. Um, and Vic made a good point that I feel like with Jason Knight in the team, it just allows Hurahan to to be released that bit extra and, and be that goal threat and and kind of you know dominate. 10, 10 yards kind of further forward. So really looking forward to seeing those three for the rest of the season, hopefully. And, and hopefully we will see more goals from the from the three of them. But yeah, um, that's a good comparison. You're just making me think of yesteryear now. And I have to go on YouTube now and type in, uh, yeah, that season and, and see some goals from from Husey. I, I always remember the uh, Husey with a broken with a broken arm where he kind of... Oh, Kisses his, yeah. kisses his finger that's out of the out of the cast. So uh, yeah, I'll have to watch that goal again. Um, <laughs> yeah, good day that one. It good day three nil. We haven't beat them times since. Yeah, so yeah, we'll we'll enjoy that one. Um, and Callum, I think you know one of the things Jamie spoke about there is Jason Knight's presence. But I think it, the fact that we've got three in the middle makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Because we saw when we made the change yesterday, we bought McGoldrick on, took Hurahan off, ended up having Knight and Birds trying to run the midfield with McGoldrick sort of playing as the 10 and Collins in front of him. And we just completely lost the midfield and in, in turn completely lost the game. Uh, does it show, I guess, the progression of the team under Warren to, to understand that that's what we need to do? Does it you know, show what we need to do going forwards? Yeah, um, I think um, League One, I think you just need to pack out that midfield. The midfield battle's kind of key because of, one, um, the physicality um, and also the physicality of what Paul wants to implement. Um, I think the way he wants his midfielders basically to just be back and forth box-to-box midfielders. And if you look at Horahan and and Bird, they're not the most uh, athletic in those in that sense. They're not. If you look at them with a knight um, with them, it just completely changes the dynamic of that midfield, um, and it means that they don't have to do as much going forward and coming back. Um, Which is ironic. Sorry, mate. Sorry to jump in. It's ironic because I think both of them are doing so much more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went on. Um, on the sports scene preview show on Friday. And one, one of the things that um, Kevin Wilson was speaking about was he was talking about how Paul Warren focuses on numbers regarding running. And we run as an average of like per player, something like 0.6 kilometers more per game than we did beforehand. Now that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think of the running that they're doing already, you've got players sort of hitting the upper echelons. And I think it's made a huge difference, hasn't it? Well, they're not. They're doing it in a more productive way, rather than just running around like headless chickens and thinking, "Oh, yeah, we just need to just get our mileages up." Uh, they're doing it in a productive way, where um, if working as a dynamic, um, Jason not supporting whoever's up top um, and going more forward in in terms of the forward press, and then the the remaining two, it just means that they can do their dynamic and work within that midfield center. Um, so you can see clearly what one wants to do with the three it's just like it's it, obviously we've we kind of alluded to it every single pod it's whether he sticks with it um obviously we know he wants to go with and his preferred formation is a three and normally then that would result in having a two midfield with we win backs and then two up top etc um but it seems to be working and it's just whether Paul one looks at it and goes look we're getting the best out of the midfield. We seem to be dominating midfield with the, this this three. 
um, let's stick with it um, and just see if that is obviously the same going forward. And obviously looking at Bolton is quite a key game. So this would be kind of interesting to see if he, he goes with that midfield pairing or trio, as we say now. So. Yeah, well, I, I personally hope that we do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Vic, a player that... Um you know, scored his, his fourth goal of the season. I, and we, we spoke about this just before we started recording, didn't we? I didn't realise he's actually caught up with Mendes Lang in terms of league goals. Tom Barkhazen, it's a brilliant finish where he, he wins the ball himself, cuts onto his supposed weaker left foot and just strokes it into the bottom corner. And he, he's, he's just found, as it says there, he's found form at exactly the right time, hasn't he? Yeah, I think this is the Barkhausen that most fans were expecting when he first signed. Uh, he's probably obviously struggled to get bedded into the team, obviously, with the change of managers and whatnot. But I think Paul Warren's probably instilled a bit of belief into him, a bit of confidence. Took him out the side when he needed to for his injuries and kept him out, rightly so. Gave him his chance and he hasn't really looked back since. I bet Jamie's rubbing his hands now with that bet. Because uh, he's, he's, he's on his way up now, isn't he? Uh, but honestly... Um, and it reflects the whole team as well. You can see there's a confidence and a swagger about the way Derby play at the minute. And Barkhausen is an integral part of that on that left side. So, uh, yeah, the, the finish was well taken. Um, at the moment, it doesn't look like he's going to stop scoring either. He's getting himself into positions. He looks like he's enjoying his football, which is the main thing. And I think that confidence is radiating through him. And who knows, he might end up with those 20 goals. <laughs> yeah, 20 goals. I'll tell you what, if he hits 20 goals from now, I haven't scored four after 20 summit games, that, that would be special. <laughs> I think he'd be averaging about a goal a game. But then again, at the minute, he is averaging about a goal a game. So, you know, who knows, Vic? Who knows? But Jamie, uh, Vic spoke there about the swagger and stuff that he's showing at the minute and how this is the Tom Barkers we kind of expected at Derby. Do you think it's made a big difference having someone like Dobbin behind him, sort of pushing him and making it so he has to fight to get into the team? Because at the start of the season, it was sort of nailed on, you know, Mendes, Lang and Barquez are going to start every single game, no matter what. And now there's a little bit of competition. They're all sort of breathing down each other's necks. And do you think that's made a difference? Yeah, I think healthy competition is always good in, in any situation, any workplace, whatever you're kind of doing. So yeah, I think it would be a positive. But I think that Warren, since he's come back after his injury, he's allowed to play Barkhausen in a way that's going to hurt teams and, and we're going to get the best out of him. Um, again, you know, you look at that goal that he scored and it's almost, you know, I'll show the defender the ball and then I'll kind of take a touch and put it, you know, past you and then, a really, really good finish. So, um, yeah, I don't think necessarily it's, it's just competition. I think it probably pays a part. Um, but I think he's just been allowed to play in the way that that suits him, and he and he's most effective for the for the team. Um, I realised earlier that I had him each way, so he only has to finish in the top five goal scorers, I believe. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot, lot more confident now realising that. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like I said before, I think we now know, you know, going into the Bolton game, I think we know our front six, our, our six in front of the in front of the four. Um, so it, it's a really positive time. And the more that they're allowed to play with each other and the more that they realise, you know, OK, well, I know if I go into this position, I'm going to have 90 that's going to be busting along to get here. And that allows, you know, Hurahan space at the edge of the area or whatever that may be. 
I think it's just going to slowly keep clicking. And yeah, who knows? We could keep this run going well into the new year, batter West Ham, put the final nail in Moyes' coffin. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just really excited for for, for Saturday and, and kind of moving forward because I, I do think the recipe right now is looking really good. Yeah, it is nice to be excited to watch Derby, isn't it? I think there's, there's been some times when when that might well, we, have been doubted. Uh, yeah, and we started the pod. I mean, we started this pod and we used to come on here and we used to go, okay, we we think that Kirshner might be a cowboy. You know, <laughs> we feel like we're going out of existence. And now, you know, it's completely spun on its head. So, yeah, I mean, it's I don't want to keep saying it. It gets boring speaking about... Uh, winning and positive things but yeah I mean if we if we're well into March and we keep talking about Tom Bowkhaus and scoring goals and Mendes Lang I, I want something negative to talk about you know me Jake <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> we can we can talk about Curtis Davis's run of coming on and conceding if you want Jamie oh no we can't do that we can't do that Jake. <laughs> the Curtis curse the Curtis, Curtis curse, curse. I hope he doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> nah, only joking. I'm sure it's uh, sure it's only a coincidence, um, <laughs> or or maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Um, very quickly, then, Callum, um, who's going to finish as Derby's top goal scorer this season? Uh, McGoldrick's currently on eight in the league. Collins is on seven. Got a hands on five, and then we've got Mendes, Lang, and Barkays, and both sat on four. Uh, the next highest after that is a Sudler. I don't think he'll score anymore. Um, no, so no. it's it's got to be one of those, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with um, one of the two up top. So I will go with McGoldrick. I think um, he'll he'll get more goals. I think more braces and hat tricks and stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, McGoldrick. Isn't it weird as well, Vic, that McGoldrick scored eight goals and they're all at home? That just goes to show he's comfortable playing at Pride Park then. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's um, well, we did see, you know, he's got that, he's, he's more clinical compared to Collins. I think Collins, like he did yesterday as well, wastes chances. Um, he was through one on one yesterday. I know, yeah. You know, just like spooned it wide. So in that sense, McGoldrick's more clinical. I'd probably say. Did the edges it, but I think Collins will pick up a purple patch somewhere along the lines, probably in about Feb time. Um, but I think Didzy will probably finish top scorer with Collins just behind him. But I just think Collins needs to be a bit more clinical, and that's all. Yeah, it's that composure, isn't it? And that that chance yesterday. Yeah, I think the whole stand of their heads in their hands, and you know, it it would have buried the game, wouldn't it? And yeah, he just three v one decides to try and weak foot bend it top corner. Whilst you know, sort of on the turn, it's like, what are you doing? But I think it's that, yeah, it's that composure, isn't it? But Goldrick will always take a second. He seems to play in slow motion a little bit, and it and it works for him. And yeah, Collins needs a little bit of that. Um, don't know if he'll get it, but but he needs a little <laughs> bit of that. Um, and Jamie, finally, yeah, I think with Goldrick, I think if he scores once, he typically scores twice or thrice. So um, yeah, I'd say McGoldrick will finish top goal scorer, but hopefully. Tom Barkozen won't be uh, too far behind. But yeah, <laughs> nice to see, like we said before, nice to see goals from other areas. You know, I think a couple of months ago, if you said, right, we've, we've won 3 2, uh, okay, and who's, if we didn't see the result, who scored? McGoldrick? No. Mendes Lang? No. Hold on, hold on a minute. Uh, own goal? <laughs> <The> three <laughs> own goals? Um, 
so yeah, nice to have some um, some goals from around the team. And I think uh, every time Max Bird gets it on, you know, past the halfway line, now it will be shoo wherever he is. So, <laughs> and I hope he does it again. And it will probably end up hitting me in the face in the rose or something. I would like, I would like some more from the two centre halves. I don't know about you guys. I think set pieces from corners we've kind of yeah. gone off the boil a little bit. Um, we we do we take strange set pieces, don't we? But it seems to it seems to work. I think a lot of what we do seems to be based around not getting hit on the break, and I think it does work. You know, with our, our corners, we never seem to sort of bullet one in there for for Scythe to charge in it to cannon off his face into the top corner. We don't <laughs> seem to do that because I think it's a little bit more risky. I think we put it into the area and hope that something will happen and. I guess that's maybe why we haven't scored as many goals from corners. We seem to score a few from free kicks, but from corners, we just seem to be lacking a bit. Um, but yeah, and with top goal scorer, I think I agree with with all of you. I think it'll be David McGoldrick because, yeah, I think he's just got that composure, hasn't he? And one final thing. Oh, yeah, before we get onto this, I, I've really enjoyed, Jamie, this episode. I think you've pronounced Barkazen's name in about six or seven different ways. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Barkazen. Bar- <laughs> I, I listened back and then I realised that everyone says Barkazen. Barkazen, Bar- yeah. Yeah, Barkazen. <laughs> but the way I see it is Husen, and I feel Hewson. like I'm saying it correctly. But I'm obviously not. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to make that transition to Barkhausen. Well, I don't even know. Anyway. Well, bless him. Are we even right? I don't know if we're even right. <laughs> I, I think it's Barkhausen. I think. Is it? I don't know. quote me on that. Yeah, maybe. We'll check. We'll check after this. <laughs> <laughs> and one final thing uh, before we finish. Um, obviously, transfer windows open. Paul Warren's gone and said, look, we've got someone lined up. I've texted him. He says he's probably coming. We need to pick a position. If you were going to pick any position, you want to strengthen in just one. Which one would it be? Uh, Callum, we'll start with you. Uh, backup striker. So, Because if anything happens to either one of them, I am going to be hiding in a corner, in a dark corner. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so backup striker for me because we haven't got one. Uh, not even having Tom Barkusen up front or something like that. Uh, no, Barkhazen, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even get a reaction off Jamie, though. That's devastating. Uh, Vic, where would you go? It's confusing me. Uh, I would have said striker, but I'll go a bit different. I'll say left back, just in case something happens to Louis Sibley, if there's a dip in form, if there's an uh, injury or a suspension. I think we just look a bit light at left back. Um, so I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, Jamie? I'd agree with Callum. Striker. Um, potentially something a little bit different. I'd love to see a six foot something experienced striker. I mean, if how we get them on a free or alone, I don't know. Um, you already have someone, those. yeah, no, it's true. But I think someone that's I don't see them two as being you know necessarily angry and, and being able to kind of fluster opponents. So I think McGoldrick does that with his skills, but I don't think he's in your face enough for me. So I'd like someone that's a bit more in your face, a bit more angry, a bit more of a target man, um, and someone that, yeah, can put the ball in the net um, when we bring him on with five minutes to go. Like Matt, do you remember that Matt Smith or whatever it's for like, uh, mm. I don't know who it was. Was it Millwall he was at one yeah, point? Matt, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was like six foot eight or something. He'd be, some, he'd be someone I'd look at. Yeah, Kyle Hudlin yeah. at Solihull. He's six foot <laughs> 11, isn't he? <laughs> so I think, yeah, he'd be the uh, the ideal Jamie Page striker. Yeah, um, ideal. 
<laughs> I think to be honest, I'm actually going to agree with Vic. I think up top we've we've got you know two strikers that have scored a fair fair few goals. Obviously, I'd love another striker, but I think another left back is is needed. Uh, we've got two right backs now that can competently play the position in in Rooney and. Um, Oh, Corey Smith, that's his name. I almost forgot his name. Then. <laughs> he's that good. He goes under the radar that much. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're all right at right back. I think up front, you know, it's always good to have extra firepower, but we've got two strikers already. I think at left back, Hayden Roberts is, is not a left back. I think he's a centre back um, and he struggles at left back. So if something was to happen to Sibley, I think we'd, we'd probably struggle in that area and it would probably be good against, you know, better opposition if we had a, an out-and-out left back to play there. So, yeah, I think I'd go left back as well. And one final thing before we end. Very, very last thing. Quick fire score predictions. Bolton at home. Very hard game. Callum, start us off. 2-1 Derby. 2-1 Derby. First goal scorer? Uh, I will go McGoldrick if he's starting. <laughs> McGoldrick if he's starting. Uh, Vic? 1-0 Derby is going to be cagey. Is KG one of our players? Yeah, he's actually started. Nice. I think I think it's going to be a very tight game, pretty similar to the away one. Um, so I think if we do, we'll score probably in the final ten minutes, and I think Collins will get the goal. I think he probably needs one, so let's give it to Collins. Good stuff. Good stuff, Jamie. I'll go for a Desmond two-two um, last-minute equaliser from the Wanderers. I'd say oh, first great. goal scorer. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm trying to be realistic. Are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, first goal scorer would be Tom Barkhusen. Nice one. I'm glad Barkhusen will carry on his uh, good run of form. Um, although I'm not excited for the uh, last gasp Bolton equaliser. Uh, that'd be pretty. If that pretty... happens, I'm going to feel pretty sick. To be yeah. Next Sunday, Jamie. That's what happened. Are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we banned? I reckon we'll go for the elusive seven all. We'll be seven nil down at half time. We'll we'll pull it back and draw seven all. Um, in reality, I think it'll probably be one nil either way. I'm not sure which way. Um, I'll go with Derby. Let's say one nil Derby. I reckon it's going to be another one of those dodgy McGoldrick six deflection goals that we seem so good at scoring. And yeah, hopefully a, a massive, massive three points that take us a long way into the playoffs. But lads, it's been a genuine pleasure. I've actually had lots of fun today um, doing the episode. It's been a good laugh. Um, if people did enjoy the episode, please do check out other episodes. Um, check out the preview in midweek. Uh, we've got a preview. I think you're doing it, aren't you, Callum? Um, yeah, for Bolton. Who have you got on? Uh, Derek Clark, uh, commentator for Bolton. Desert. There we go. Derek Clark. Don't call him Desert. Derek, <laughs> <laughs> Derek Clark commentate it you'll get loads of great insight which is great um if you do want to check out any of our socials we're at rams talk pod on twitter we do loads of polls put those clips out want to get your opinions get you guys involved um and that's it if you did enjoy please subscribe please rate us uh, we've had loads of brilliant ratings I've, I've had a look this morning we've got something like 15 five-star reviews which is mental considering all we do is waffle for about half an hour every week but lads it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much for coming on Cheers, Jake. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, Jake. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.